You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> We're live. Honestly, how how dad felt there is how I felt last night walking into Best Buy to buy my PlayStation because You really bought a PlayStation yesterday? I did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I had the realization that kind of like when people talk about they haven't been dating in a while and so they're not used to the apps and stuff, I didn't really know what I needed to buy outside of just the console. Like I had forgotten what cords come with it. Do I have to get an extra controller? Apparently you don't even need discs anymore. Like you can just buy all these video games online in the PlayStation store. Now it's fascinating. So, so you wouldn't need anything else, right? You just buy the boxes, everything in the box that you need, or do you need to buy extra? No, I had everything in the box. It all came prepared. It, surprise, surprise. They've done this before. And I'd imagine like to sell video games to people even dumber than me. But I walked it like I had the thing where I sheepishly. So after I got done, I went to Chipotle and grabbed dinner. And then there was a GameStop right next to Chipotle. And so I walked in there to see if they had, I wanted to get the Harry Potter video game and I wanted to get The Last of Us because that's what prompted all this is I've been watching The Last of Us on HBO. Wait, and there's a Last of Us game? Oh yeah, it's a, that's it's what it's based, based off, off of. The, that's based oh, really? off a video game. Yeah, it's it's like one of the most beloved video games of all time. Devin Kane, our former friend at ESPN, said in his mind it's like a top ten story of all time, like film, book, movie, otherwise. Devin's still our friend. You said former I, friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> former former co. Rest in rest in peace, Devin. <laughs> sorry, Devin. I sorry guess you're for out. accidentally killing you. Yeah. <laughs> But it just, it was really weird because I was walking back into this environment. I haven't owned a game console like this since I was 26. And so it just, I felt like dad because I wasn't sure about what to do. Now, I have heard that the game, the people, the game people are not real happy with the show. They say it doesn't really follow it very well. I don't know if that matters because the show on HBO is phenomenal. But I and it's I have obviously no going to be different. It's not a video game. Like I, they and, have and to I, add more to it. Yeah, I have no idea what the video game is like. I've never seen it in my life, so I, I did don't. Did you play know. the video game last night? So no, I, I I was letting it download last night. So I was playing God of War Ragnarok last night, which is also incredible. I've watched that. I've watched the gameplay for that for years on YouTube. So to now to get to actually go through it myself is incredible. Uh, a lot of the video game stuff, I, I have a feeling there's some slight homophobia in there after how it went in episode three in the Bill and Frank episode, the Nick right. Offerman episode where you had that love story, because that was very different than the adaptation in the game. But a lot of the other stuff is just like what they had to do because of where they were shooting. Like in the most recent episode, spoiler alert, if you're not caught up on The Last of Us HBO and you're in this chat, um in the most recent episode or one of the most oh you're not you're not caught up like yay no but go for it anyway at this point it becomes my fault so no this is actually this is a non-spoiler spoiler but as they're on the road to try and go and find joel's brother in the video game they go through pittsburgh 
in the TV show, they go through Kansas City. And that's because where they were filming, you couldn't realistically have sold it as Pittsburgh. And so they had to kind of make a concession. So a lot of it's been minor stuff like that that you sort of have to do in the name of telling the story on TV. Why would anybody get bummed out about that? I, 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 I don't know because, again, I've never seen the video. And the last video game I played... No lie, it was probably Super Mario, you know, probably two decades ago. So, I mean, it seems uh, on brand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you talk about your your uneasiness of buying a game console. I'm like, I would have no clue walking in and trying to do that now. No clue at all. It just seems like it would be easier just because everything has gotten easier. Everything yeah. has gotten easier and more wireless. Right. Out of it. Just like you said, you don't have to get the discs anymore. You can just download everything. See, you say it's, it's easier, but I still see game. your face. Yeah. yeah, I still see your face when we start a Zoom, and I go easier or different. The face is the face. The, the face. You know what? I've tried. I've tried to to, to stare, open my eyes, mm -hmm. not have that, but I, I can't help it. It's it's my look. It's my it's my Confused modern technology look. look. Yes, yes. That's it. Uh, it is. It's tech, it's technology face. It. I don't know. It all just goes back to I was brushing my teeth this morning, and I just had the realization this is not what I pictured 33 would be like. <laughs> like I bought a video game console for the first time in seven years. I wear a night guard so religiously at night now because I grind my teeth that I actually had a dream last week where in the dream I was walking around and had to take out my mouth guard in the dream and was just carrying it around with me. I was that dutiful about the thing where I was taking it on and off inside the dream. Sydney, do you see where yours? I physically cannot fall asleep if I don't have my retainer in for my TMJ. It's so sad. Like, it just feels different, and I can't relax because it feels – I don't like my teeth touching anymore. Like, I need the big, like, mouth guard in. Oh. Well, I, I had one from Invisalign, and they gave me the one that you get at the end, and I – for some reason, I cannot sleep with it in my mouth anymore. I think what's interesting here is, Sydney, you talk about the stuff you wear at night. You're married. I mean, always, always is, you know, not, no issue there. Mike, you're single and you just basically talking about how you just bought a game console and wear a night guard. You're going to be single for a long fucking time. I was just going to say, I just added to the single juice. Yeah. Like, you're you're settling in the... real nice. <laughs> you're a cat away from having bingo. <laughs> uh, oh, give it time, Mikey. God. Give it time. Oh my God. Oh God. Wow. Speaking of bingo. Oh jeez. Yeah. Welcome to Sorry in Advance, the Golick Family Podcast. I'm Mike Golick Jr. These are my parents. This is my sister. Uh yeah. Speaking of bingo, mom, what were you going at? I wanted Sid to tell we went out to dinner the other night. What did you and Ben do before we went to dinner the other night? I don't even know whose idea it was. I feel like it was a combination idea, but we hang out with mom and dad a lot because they live like 10 minutes away. And so they were like, hey, do you guys want to go to dinner on Friday? And we're like, sure. So a few days before, Ben and I were sitting on the couch and we were bored. And I was like, you know what? We should make like a bingo board of all the like standard dumb shit dad says every single time without fail when we're together like mostly like geared towards out to dinner and so we put together a bingo board and there was a ton of spaces so good for you we couldn't fill them all because you're so simple it. that you just stick with like the same like seven so i don't know if it's a good or a bad thing <laughs> but with the combination of what we put down and then some free spaces we got like four sets of bingos when we came back from dinner give some examples of what you had on the board um asking for a local beer so uh, every, that's um, the, every time that's the number one part of an experience going out to eat with my dad who all growing up for us was never really a drinker we never like they, my parents never drank when we were growing up but when my dad would go out to dinner he would just have like a beer and my dad likes beer because it's tasty and it gets him a little bit drunk and that's about it doesn't know anything about the different kinds of beer doesn't want to know anything about the different kinds of beer and so when he shows up there he asks a waiter or waitress can i just have something local that's on tap and to watch his face the minute they start to try and explain, well, we've got, you know, this, we've got this white, we've got this, I, I, I just he lo goes, a local beer. I don't, 
just just local you pick it you pick it I, like, I, and I, I don't i don't understand why that's a bad thing i mean what have is everybody here gone to a restaurant and at one point asked the waiter or waitress how was this particular meal or how was that particular meal you all have done it i'm just doing that with beer that's all i'm doing is i like local beer you probably know the local flavors better than i do just bring me one i i don't understand why that's such a, a dadism Mike, because yeah, it's I every you single wag. fucking time <laughs> yeah well, it's no, a but different it, place. It's, just, it's a different fucking waiter or waitress no. every time. There's so many, no. so many local beers. We go to like well, three of the same restaurants. I was going to say, it's like, it, see, you likened it to asking how something is on a menu. You don't do that. You point to an area of the menu and say, pick my dinner. Right. Like, you don't give them I mean, any inclination about what you like. What you you like. just say, here, other adult, pick my dinner from this entire menu, knowing nothing about what I like. And what's so, I usually say what I like, they sometimes will ask, do you like it weedy? Do you like it fruity? And, and then I you say, go, surprise me. Yeah, yes. then I'll say, listen, whatever you like, give it a shot. Is that on and the I'll board? Two it, or three beers? I said, uh, one of the squares is, has waiter pick local for him? He didn't do that at dinner. He picked his own, but he did, he did. get a local beer. Surprise yeah, me should be on there. Well, because, yeah, surprise yeah. because, because the local beers at this place were all told where they were from and such and what they were. So it was a little easier just to pick one. So I yeah. don't know why that's a big issue. I don't understand the, why I get mocked for that. It's, it's, it's the, it's the not narrowing. If that's, that's the problem. If yeah. you, if I handed you a menu and said, pick my dinner and you brought me a, a tofu salad, we're fighting. But like, if I said anything with beef and then you brought me a burger, I'd be like, okay, I said beef. This is what they brought. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying anything local, which takes away a lot of the beer menu. It only leaves a few beers because there's no Bud or Bud Light or Mick Light or whatever all the other shit is. It's local. So we are down to probably a list, depending on where you are, of four or five beers. So that, in my opinion, that is like saying, give me a beef product, and then they would be out of beef product. I'm specifically saying, give me a local beer. We know Dan struggles to make decisions. I think this is just a way of pushing off making a decision. I, listen, I fight back, and I want people to chime in on this one. I don't think this is a bad thing that I asked somebody to pick me a local You've beer. just been doing it for, like, the last, like, eight years. So what? Like, what? We, we go to different restaurants. This is Do we, to we go me to proof, and Dad, like, you. You've got allies in the chat. Shannon Maloney says, my dad always did that too. Stephanie Wilson says, I wish I could do that. I hate making decisions. Um, SCC Vindictive says, I've never had a local beer where I'm from. I always just stick to my normal beer. Dad, this is just indicative of what you do in other areas of your life where you don't want to learn about what to do there. You just want someone else to do it. This is mom with your iPad, iPad passwords. This is you with the microphone that you use for podcasting. You don't care to learn about what's going on. If someone else is there and willing to do it for you, great. If not, you will do the same thing. So in, in essence, what you're saying is I'm smart. I'm letting other people do the work for me. You've essentially done like the Steve Jobs outfit for your life. Where yeah. you just wore a black turtleneck every day. Sid, what were some of the other squares? Um, didn't like it at all. You always say that when your plate is empty. You didn't say that at dinner, surprisingly enough. You didn't enough. say it, no. You said yumma yumma pause in the tumma. That was Ben's <laughs> contribution. <laughs> you go. Was that checked mm -hmm. off last week? You did that. Yeah, yeah, I did. So yeah. these are all the ones checked off now. Yumma yumma pause in the tumma. And then when you go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that was Ben. When you, like, think it's real good, you go, yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, this was mine. I knew you were going to ask to split two desserts. And what did we do? We split two desserts. Um, you told Mom that there was a wedge. And Hun, they have a wedge. Hun, they have a wedge. That's my and then line, you talked yeah. about the two trainers with their two the two names. He We have two trainers at Orange Theory, Anthony and Randy. And he just Who's puts Anthony? his own... Who, he does Anthony? that every who's fucking Anthony? time. And Randy. then the other guy is Randy, and he goes like that. So we knew he was going to say that at dinner. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, so pretty much almost all of them you you nailed. So. <laughs> oh, and I mean, I went to dinner with you guys when I was in town, and it's down to exactly what dad will order. Like, as soon as they walked in, they looked at the list of appetizers, and there was one particular dip that I saw Ben and Sydney both just mutter under their breath, like, oh, dad's going to go for this. And right after, we the waiter comes over. We were about to walk over to the restaurant and Ben, Mike, and I were in the kitchen without mom and dad. And I go, you guys, he's going to ask for the chips and dip. He does it every single fucking time. We go to proof like three times a week. Every time he looks, huh, chips and dip. Every time. Ten minutes later, we walk over there. He goes, huh, chips and dip. That sounds good. Can, can I ask you a question? When you guys go to the same place, are there times where you order the same thing? Maybe the same you appetizer? It like it's the first time you've seen it on the menu. Like every time. <laughs> Ten second Tom. <laughs> oh. And what there was one time this was on it. You didn't say it. You said one time you went to dinner with Ben and I. It was a modern Italian place. And everything, it's just an Italian restaurant, but they put all of the stuff in Italian. But it's just lasagna. It's just spaghetti. Like, but it just looks fancier because it's an Italian. And you went, this place is too fancy. It's too fancy, you guys. And we're like, Dad, it's literally just like, it's meatballs, it's spaghetti. It's just an Italian. And so we had that on the bingo board, but you did not say that. So. I did not say that, no. Because <laughs> it I wasn't did. too fancy. Because it wasn't too fancy. Oh, my God. And, I, and then they proceeded to talk about my funeral, where at some point everybody's just going to get up and give their favorite dadism. Fucking awesome. Now they've killed me off. Well, we came up with a good idea. We were going to play You're Going to Miss This. And then the, in the, the musical part in the middle, yeah. we're going to have everybody like give their little dad. That's what I said. You guys mock me, but you're going to miss this. <laughs> you're going to want this back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's see. <laughs> You're gonna wish this wedge hadn't gone by so fast. What's so? Who won bingo? Oh, this feels nice. Oh, it, just, was, it was. It was just a it mocking was more thing, just Mikey. An experimental a. Was thing. Yeah. Like okay. we got home from dinner, and Ben and I filled it out. So. I think oh, I was wondering yeah. if there was any leading. Like, oh, no, dad, no, do you maybe no. want those chips no. and dip, maybe? Like, you no, know, it, leading well, no, to where no. you needed him to go. Mikey, no, it's I, way too fucking easy. You don't even need to, man. I, I, I uttered a few of them, and that's when they laid out the fact that they made a bingo card, to which, again, I, I'm just their fucking, you know, bashing toy. That's <laughs> what I am. And, and she, my wife, is the ringleader of it, for God's sake. I don't know what you're you talking about. Yeah, whatever. You know what it is? It's just the radio host in you where you understand. I've got some bits that I can go to here. Being consistent is great for content. So really, this is just 20 years of morning radio ingrained into who you are as a person now. Uh, Jared, uh, Judy said consistency. Judy, yep. Yeah. Uh, Golic Senior. Yep. I like, I like Stephanie. What's the food spread going to be like at the funeral? That's a nice job, Stephanie. Yeah. Well yeah. thought out because there will be a good spread. There's no doubt There's, about that. I think that. everybody walking in will get a cake pop. Like, yeah. We just have to set the tone. There'll right be a lot away. of dessert yeah. Yeah. without question. Lot of I was going to say, I think the, the only green there locals. will be the wedge <laughs> salad. Yeah. And the locals. We'll local beer. Local Solemn, delicious dessert. cake pop. And we'll have the best local on tap. I, 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 I want I want the tap every one of them to just say local on it. There won't be any names of the beer. You won't have any idea what beer's inside. It's just going to oh, say local. local beer. Yeah, Dad just wants us all to drink a local. That's it. Well, everyone raise local. the local. <laughs> oh my God! Whatever. Hey, enjoy. Uh, have your fun, you bastards. We have fun. Hey, if you can't fun. laugh at yourself, that's what yeah, I'm or, or you, if you can't laugh at me. Are you? Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fun yeah. to laugh at you. Yeah, whatever. It is. It is mm -hmm. very good. Um, oh, beer infused cake pops, hubba hubba. Oh, um, there you go. <laughs> I uh, I, don't think I, I also, I also forgot today was Fat Tuesday. Speaking of yes. all this food, did anyone yep. get a king cake? I was just talking with your mother about that. We need to get a king cake. It reminds me of when we did the Super Bowl. Uh, in New Orleans one year, back w with Mike and Mike, we had a counter at the bottom of the screen. And through the, it was just during the hours of the show, for the shows we had there, I had 42 beignets during that week. So, yes. Probably what oh, contributed that's what to, really the, uh, spiked your to the week, type 2 huh? diabetes. During the week, yes. 
and I on thought air. that was during the show. Yeah, it was only during the show. It was on only air. during the show. Only during oh, no, the show. I, only when we were on I air. I thought it was one show, though. I thought oh, you no, had no, 22 no. in one show. No, no, no. It was for, I can't remember at that point if we were there. We started out years ago going Monday to Friday and then just Wednesday to Friday. It might have just been Wednesday to Friday. So it was a healthy amount each day. Get it from uh, Cafe de Mon, which is phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I tried to order a king cake. There was a place I wanted to order a king cake from, from Gold Belly. And it kept sending me a notice saying it was available. But every time I would click, it would say, coming soon. And it just never, so yeah. I never got big it. Big fan of king cake. Yeah. Big, big, big fan. So It's one of those things that's so good, you wonder why we only eat it once a year. I yeah. agree. I yeah. agree. It's it's probably only available, right? I mean, nobody probably makes it any other time of year. They should imagine, just right? make it year round, though. I think yeah. you could I mean. get it year round. I yeah. think you can get it offline year round if you tried places in New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. If I tried real hard. Yeah. Can I have your yeah. local just king cake? Local. Exactly. A local. Oh, a local. Yeah. I'd take a local king cake because that one, you Me know, too. they're going to do it great. Me too. So. Sorry, I'm staring in, looking at Why the comments. Oh, I'm okay. looking at the comments. Okay. See, he's oh my god, he's so feisty. Uh huh. Well, I mean, listen, the first 20 minutes of this has been rip the old man, has been what's going on, and I still stand behind my local beer, let the waiter or waitress pick it. It's just like doing that with a meal. You, you've gotten more support in the chat than I anticipated. I will, yeah, say uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Um, is anyone giving up anything for Lent? Do any of you guys still do that? <laughs> listen to what your mother's giving up for Lent. By the uh, way, I can't remember the last time we were all raised Catholic. I can't remember the last time we've been to church. The Catholic Church kind of, yeah, you know. We I can't even... remember the last time we were at church. I can't. Yeah. How about Jax's christening? Is that? Oh, yeah. that I, oh. I mean, going to remember a, a, like it was a, a mass. Going to a, like a mass on right. a Sunday church. This was Jackson. a special occasion. Jackson, no, that was church. And I remember because it was like a pop quiz that a lot of us failed. As far as <laughs> right, it was. The You're right about that. Words. Dad, so much that's the worst of it. Oh, oh. Like he refuses to say the new words. That I, 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 think it's, he, I think it's ridiculous. They changed he, a few words. It's the dumbest thing. he does this every time. <sighs> well, why, why did they do it? I mean, seriously, a couple of words here and there. What kind of bullshit is that? Regardless. And with your spirit. Yes. Regardless, I haven't been to a Sunday mass in I don't know how long. Yes, you have. No, I have not. Oh, if, if I, I heard, yes. yeah, maybe I have. Yes. Okay. I think this is the most I've been to mass out here. And, and, and it's not a lot, but in years. We enjoy like, mass out here time. because we have a priest out here yeah, that we enjoy that we like. to. We enjoy yeah. the priest more than Catholicism, quite yes. honestly. Yeah. Um, but that being said, <laughs> that being said, uh, your mother is giving up something for Lent, and and it's probably a good thing. I'm giving up going to the casino. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Forty days. Forty days. No casino. <laughs> Except I, don't think I did you're say. Last. Okay, so, I have one ca so, caveat. So to during. It. So this is like this is like Lent, but pick your spots, no, no, right? No, no, no. It's not really. Okay. okay. All right. I won't go with my mom and her sisters then. So, because we had said her, her <laughs> Chris's mom, who lives 45 minutes from us, her sisters are coming in town. And one afternoon, my, we my were all. My mom asked if we would go, all to, go the to the casino. I said, well, that's going to happen during Lent. Well, she said, well, then, you know, I'll probably take like a day and just go. So I'm going with them. Yeah, it's like picking and choosing. What if I gave yeah. up burgers and said, you know what? Three weeks in, okay. fuck, I miss a burger. I'm going to have okay. one. I won't go. I, I mean, you oh, can listen. go with them and just not gamble. Oh, no, no, no. yeah. No, no, no. Let's right. make this perfectly clear. Right. No. Could you, could you <laughs> actually no. see that? No. You can smell this cocaine. You just can't do any of it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, hon, you do whatever your heart tells you to do. What are you, like what are you giving up? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't follow the, the, the Catholics okay, but shit anymore. I'm not giving anything up. Ben probably thinks you should give up sugar. Yeah, I probably yeah. should see, I guess that's the thing. It's just a time to like reflect on something maybe that you should step back from or, or do sacrifice being type two diabetic. I probably should step back from sugar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. probably. Be, I feel like that's probably, a pretty easy I, one. I probably should have done that maybe oh, two decades yeah. ago. <laughs> you know, I prayed about it with my primary care physician and we really <laughs> felt like the Lord was calling me to give up sugar. <laughs> 
So at this point, no, I'm not giving up anything, but your mother is giving up the casino. Are you guys giving anything up? Uh, I hadn't really thought about it. I usually just use it as a time to like lock in on getting in better shape, which I need to do because the last time I saw my primary care physician, I was a biscuit shy of 270. I was a healthy blocking <laughs> tight end. <laughs> you were Michael Mayer. Oh man, I wish. God. <laughs> Handsome, uh, skilled, he's got it all. Uh, Gerard Judy again said, I'd go to church if Gojo was presiding. Oh, yeah. We got a taste of that at Sid's wedding. Yeah. You kind of did. Yeah. You did a good job. Yeah. yeah. Instead of instead of readings, you went the way of uh, comparing Movies. to movie, yeah. movie lines. It was very good. Yeah. See, I know all the church words and I'm charismatic. So once <laughs> you do that, you can do the stuff. It's how we get crooks like Joel Olstein in this business yes. where that, you're oh, charismatic that, and you know the right words. That is nuts that he, make, he has that kind of money. Joel Olstein. I mean... Uh, what 70,000 square foot home, home, a 20 car garage of which he has 20 cars and he takes a salary of $54 million a year. Why do you people give that crook money? Why do you do it? He isn't doing he shit for you, but taking your money. Oh my uh, God. Cause he gives you the feel good words, but then uh, when it comes time to let the refugees in during Katrina, no <laughs> room at the end, move on. People don't yeah. forget, Joel. People uh, don't the forget. Lord hear our prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Somebody's heard his prayer. All right. Oh my God. What a what a joke he is. Oh it's my unbelievable. God. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Sydney, are you giving up anything? No, I'm perfect. I don't need to. Yeah. How about Dad's credit yeah. card? Yeah. For forty days. Yeah. Oh, forty days of your own money. That's a good idea. That is. Sid, that's a really good idea. I think we should move on to the next subject. Mikey, yeah, you give up anything? No, no, nothing. Same answer as Sid. I'm perfect. <laughs> Go us. Wow. What difference is your life, Mikey? Uh, <laughs> oh, well, good luck to those who are giving up something or making something. Yeah, yeah. I hope you, hope you don't. I know your, da your dad, Chris, is, uh, Ken, always used to say, I'm giving up coleslaw. Because he hated coleslaw. Because <laughs> he hated coleslaw. That was a dadism. Yeah, that oh, was a dadism yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Papa, one of the great innovators of grandfatherdom. If I am ever fortunate enough to be a grandfather, which man, we're uh, we're getting late in the play clock on that one. But if I ever weasel my way into that or like some grand uncle status, he is my goal. He is my totem, and he is what I want to be. You can do that to my kids. We gotta give them like some good character, you know, like. Oh. I mean, like he left a lasting impression. There was no doubt about it. Yes, he but. did. Yes, he did. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I, I feel like that we need to talk about Harry, Harry He Stan leaving Notre Dame. Oh. It's time. They dropped that news on us right before the Super Bowl. Which was the most Coach He Stan thing possible to make sure that this was not something that was going to get a lot of like fanfare or be talked about. I have no doubt that he wanted to make this as incognito. I'm just going to step away as humanly possible. Like nobody would him. notice. Yeah. Come on. And anybody who doesn't know, Harry Heastan was the offensive line coach at Notre Dame. He was the old line coach for a year when Mike was there. He also coached in the NFL and then actually came back to Notre Dame to help when he was there just a year. And Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, went to Alabama, and then Harry retired. And uh, we all think he's one of the – and, Mike, you you played under him, one of the great O-line coaches I've ever seen. Tough to play for, but he got the most out of you. And that, that's, that's 
for Notre Dame losing their old coordinator and losing their old line coach, that was a that was a tough blow, I thought, for them. Yeah, it was a tough one. I'd forgotten too the connection. He had been in Chicago when Sydney and Ben were both there. So right. yeah. she got the mm-hmm. up close experience with Coach Eastand also. Yeah, I, I mean, one of the most intense coaches and the standard bearer. Like I've said I don't know how many times now all of the success that Notre Dame enjoyed when Brian Kelly was in South Bend the last decade plus is not possible without Coach Eastand. It simply doesn't happen. And you saw after he left the way that it was starting to look like, oh, okay, like the O-line's not as sure of a thing anymore. He's one of the few difference makers that exist at that position in the sport. So it's a massive loss. Like he changed my life. We saw him change, you know, Zach was already on his way, but a lot of those guys, Zach Martin, Ronnie Stanley, Quentin Nelson, Mike McGlinchey, Nick Martin, Chris, like all these guys that were the first round draft picks for Notre Dame were he stand disciples. Even the latest round, you know, guys like Liam, Liam Eikenberg and Rob Hainsey and Aaron Banks, they were all guys that were a part of Coach He Stand's tutelage. And I don't know, there are just very few people in college sports where you can look and see immediate impact. Like when we were sitting in South Bend in 2012 when he got hired, I remember sitting with our O-line and just looking at all the stops that he had been at Tennessee and at Illinois and in Chicago before that, and you see the productions and you see all pros and you see guys going high in the draft. Like, he was – Dad, you said it. If you stuck with it and listened to what he was saying and ignored how it came out sometimes in the (laughs) (laughs) – you are going to be the best possible player that you would be. And that's what I always explain to guys is you've got the best O-line coach in football here. What you do with that is your choice. It is not going to be easy, but you see it can be overwhelmingly worth it financially and otherwise on the other side if you do. I mean, I I think it's safe to say you probably would not have finished your career at Notre Dame if he had not come to Notre Dame. Do you agree? I mean, I don't know if I would have played like he, he right. believed in me in a way that not a lot of people did at that time. And right. because I put in the work for him and all those things like, yeah, it was a it was a major difference in how the end of my career went. And, I, you know, what he did for me after I've told the story about when I got cut in Pittsburgh as a rookie, I went back and he had me put together a highlight tape and then hand wrote a note to every O-line coach and person he knew on every roster in the NFL that he had a connection with and mailed it out with the highlight tape to try and help me get signed to a next team. So when you've got him in there, you've got an O-line room full of guys that would step in front of a bullet for that dude by and large, because that's what he would do for you on the other side if you're someone that's going to put 100% into the process, because that's what he does, and that's what he expects. Like He had a lot of pride in that offensive line room at Notre Dame because it it mattered to him. You know, Joe Moore, whose lineage goes through Notre Dame, was an O-line coach considered one of the greatest of all time and kind of the godfather of that tree, that stuff mattered to him a lot. And it set the standard for a room in a way that, you know, it changed all of us for the better. Absolutely. Yeah. He was physically going to get you ready and you, you were going to be mentally a lot stronger if you could make it through uh, his coaching. But Sid, when you were at the bears, you, you got to see the teddy bear side of him, didn't you? When you would see him and talk to him. Uh, Cause he loved you too. Yeah. When the news broke that uh, I was, did the social media. So I was the person that like tweeted everything and someone came out and they're like, Hey, just so you know, like, uh, we're getting a new, uh, O-line coach is Harry. He stand. And I like freaked out. I was like, you're kidding. Like I was so excited. And I was like, I know him. I'm like, he's the sweetest ever. And like, once he got <laughs> hired, he called my, my phone and my cubicle and like told me to come down to his office. Cause he wanted to say hi. And I just like, I just thought he was like the best so sweet, but then like all the players were like, why do you think he's so, like all the O-linemen were like, why do you think he's so sweet? Like, he's like <laughs> literally not at all. Like he's, he's a sour patch kid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. First oh, he's listen, sweet, when, sweet. when you're not playing for him, he's awesome. Like going back now when he was still coaching at Notre Dame, dad, when we go back out to practice and stuff, yeah. it was great. He's smiling yeah. and laughing and he's talking about all my good plays and stuff like that. Like we don't have to remember <laughs> all the blitz pickups that I missed now. We can talk about that one good block against USC that I had that they throw up on teach tape still. We get to do all that now because we don't got to win games together anymore. It's great. It's a great thing, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing. So so we we think he's done? You think he's done, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's done. He's got, you know, his kids are all, are are all older and grown. Um, 
He's got one son who's at Air Force right now. He's got another son who's coaching in the NFL. So he wants to get to spend more time with a lot of his family. And, and I would, you know, is the reason that we heard there. I haven't had a chance to really catch up with Coach Eastan since this yet, but I, I think he's done. I, I think when he came back, it was the place. It was, hey, I trust Marcus Freeman, who he was in uh, was in Bears training camp when Coach Eastan was there yeah. during his first go around yeah. and had that connection. <laughs> Tommy, who had been a player when Coach Eastan was at Notre Dame his first time. I just think all of those things created the perfect environment for him to want to come back and shit the impact he made already for the guys that were there last year yeah. Joe Alt was an all-american Blake Fisher's going to be this year like yeah. it, you you saw it the proof is in the pudding with him right yeah i can't wait to go have a beer with him when we get back to uh to south oh. bend such a great great My guy my favorite Coach Eastan story was when McGlinchey and Hunter Biven, who works back at Notre Dame now, were incoming freshmen one summer. And I was back. It was the summer my going into my rookie year. And the Steelers had switched me to training camp and rookie or to tackle and rookie minicamp. I'd never played tackle in my life. So I came back to Notre Dame and was working out with Zach and Watt and Coach Eastan and kind of asking him to help put me through some tackle drills since the stuff that you do is different. And I'm out there on the field in the summer and Hunter and McGlinchey are walking by in like cargo shorts and flip-flops and coach Eastan sees them going by and asks them to come out there and help. Next thing I know they're shirtless and he's putting them through drills barefoot out there on the field. They're doing mirror and they're, they're freshmen. They're scared shitless and trying to impress this guy. But when he says jump, they're just going to say how high. And so they're going through this, sweating their asses off. And I am dying laughing because I know exactly the feeling they're going through. But to watch, you know, Hunter, who's back at Notre Dame now uh, in an administrative capacity, doing an awesome job. McGlinchey, who was a first round draft pick and has become a really good tackle in the NFL. Watching them as freshmen, shirtless and barefoot, wearing like belts. Like they were on their way to class or something. <laughs> For God's sake, out there sweating their asses off was just peak coach Eastan. That is. Uh, Dad, Dad has seen McGlinchey at a few NFL games he's called, and he says. Oh, yeah. I, I told you this, Mike. McGlinchey's warming up, and I'm on the field, and he's warming up going through run block and fits, and he did, did it twice, and then he just turned to me and said, Harry's always in my head, always in my head. <laughs> like, boy, that's the sign of a guy who really, really helped you get to where you were. Because you were a first-round draft pick, you're playing in the league for a number of years, and you still remember what your college coach was teaching you. It's impressive. It is. There was a right and a wrong way to do everything with Coach Eastan. So you knew there was no gray area. It was all black and white. Like, Dad, I've always said the hardest part about this job is it's all gray, air, gray area. You don't, <laughs> yeah, There's not yeah. like a cut-and-dry way to do things in this. And coming from that where it was, no, this is what we do. This is our standard. And we will not accept anything less than that is a, a jarring switch for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks to Coach Eastan for everything. I hope he enjoys yeah. the downtime. I mean, yeah. I, it, he always said O line coaches just sit in dark rooms and send each other cut ups. So, I don't know what he's going to do now. I don't know what he's going to do. I know him and I are going to go to the linebacker and have some drinks. That's for sure. A local. Like a local. Yeah. yeah. A couple of locals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. Wait. Um, Speaking of beef, uh, we haven't talked, I think, since the Super Bowl, the Kelsey brothers, and just what yes. a moment they're having right now. They Man. are. I mean, uh, uh, Travis is going to host Saturday Night Live this week. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to watch. Like, I never watched Saturday Night he, he Live is, anymore. He is such a personality. And obviously, I'm sure he hasn't done done a lot like this. So it would be a lot with the writers and stuff. But his his delivery, I think, will be great. It would be interesting if he could do a do-over on his dating show now, like what that would look like compared to when it yeah. happened originally. Mom, I'm so glad you brought that up. I had a friend of mine say, I feel like we didn't talk nearly enough about catching Kelsey this year during his rise back to prominence. No, no. I mean, well, that had to be, what, five years ago already? Maybe more? I think it was like six seven I don't yeah know. it would be different now yeah. it would definitely it be. would definitely have like a longer yeah reach well sure. especially sid mike and chris you guys are all into those dating i shows, don't know so. do you think he would do it at this point or do you think he'd still be game to do it i don't know so uh, it was in it was in 2016. okay so six years so ago, like seven, seven, years ago. seven years ago yeah. Yeah. and i mean yeah. so and so and so i mean travis is my age exactly he's 33 so 
going back to then doing a reality dating show when you're 26 versus or yeah 26 versus 33 is a little bit of a different ball game and yeah. he, he was on the chiefs that weren't the chiefs with pat right. mahomes and, so, and now he would yeah. be doing yeah. the show as a walk-in hall, hall of famer, famer. Yeah. in the conversation as the greatest tight end of all time so it probably would take a different spin the one thing i noticed the most about the kelsey brothers and i've gotten to talk to them both and doing games and they're both so nice and and respectful is jason for as tough as some bitches he is due to crier dude is definitely a crier man there's he get he gets emotional there's no doubt about that it. oh yeah it's I so mean, cute who's gonna because oh, who's gonna say anything the yeah. dude is just like a fucking vicious animal when he plays he's the he's the best oh they're, it's great they're the best to watch them with their mom last week oh. was so great it was wonderful I was gonna say, to watch. Mom, were you just in sports nirvana watching sports moms have their moment? I was. I was. I really wish they could have. I know she didn't want to take away from like the moment, but I wish she could have been a part of it. But she she did get to. She be, did. Yeah. Got I mean, to give got them fun. their cookies on yeah. uh, the media night. And she was at the parade she, on the float. You, you knew yeah. she was going to be happy and sad after yeah. the game, happy for one. And then the moment with her and Jason, yeah. oh, God, was tough. And then, yeah, you knew she'd be in the in the parade. It was all very it cool. Was. It yeah, was. It was very cool. I wonder. I wonder if Jason's going to retire or not, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would imagine getting as close as he did this year and knowing like they've got a pretty good shot to be close again. I'd have a tough time seeing him walk away at this point. Yeah, I agree. What, I agree. what year is he in? Oh, a lot. <laughs> he's probably what thirty. He's probably a year, two years older than Travis. I mean, are Something we talking like, like he's in his fourteenth year? uh so he's probably 35 so jason's 35 he was drafted in 2011 so so, he's in his i think he i think that would make this year 12 that he just finished up you're so he's going to his 13th year yeah i could i agree i could see him hanging around the the best old line in football you know i don't that that's that's not going to change well and you know for him like we always hear with these guys that are at that level where you're a hall of famer like the standard hasn't slipped he's still one of the yeah. best centers if not the best center in the league playing on the best line in the league like as long as physically and he was healthy for this season as yeah. long as physically he feels up to doing the work in the off season which maybe now that he's a famous media professional that changes and he just wants to gas yeah. bag which Here's a, jason I, I, let me tell I you this, great choice i said to dad travis never gets hurt and does jason never get hurt no like, jason gets nicked up a little bit i mean that position he i did. know but i mean it's amazing their durability yeah and, and and that and you said it mike because as i've always said guys retire because they don't want to do the work in the off season anymore that's it it's now until september where you have to put in all your work that nobody sees and if you don't want to do that anymore knowing full well you have to do it uh, to be able to play. So that would be an interesting decision for him. He's, he's, I haven't read if his wife had their kid yet, because right. that would be the th- his third, his so. third child. No, I don't I think so. Anything. No, I think we would have seen that. Yeah, no. I think so too. Yeah. So, um, it'll be interesting. Nate M. Nate M. Asked if Jason Kelsey is a first ballot hall of famer. I'd say absolutely. I mean, See, I, Super Bowl champion, five-time first team, all pro, like, Resume so the, wise, I feel like he's there. The It'd be hard if he retired this year. Yeah, oh, I know. With all the other people yeah, going yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. That's the thing. Who else is going in? Because there's a minimum and a maximum. I think there still is in the NFL. And God knows I don't trust writers to ever do the right thing. Uh, but he, he, his res- to your point, Mike, his resume says yes. We'll have to wait and see. Travis is a walk in Hall of Famer as well. As I said, he is going to go down. He's he's now in the battle for greatest tight end of all time. He's in that discussion. So, and we've talked about this before. It could be the first the brother duo in the Hall of Fame. It would be amazing if they retired the same year. That would be. And cool. then they both went into the Hall of. They would have to go on a. Any writer who wouldn't put them in together should never vote again because they're both Hall of Famers. It's just a matter of what when they go in you know, whatever the, the cue is to, to get in there. But if they were to retire together, that would be a no-brainer. Yep, exactly. Weston Dudley said Jason sounded on his podcast like he was done. It, it, Dad, you know, after, right after the season, no. I take it with a grain of salt from a lot Absolutely. of these guys. You're exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally. And for them, 
the finish to the season had to be as emotionally draining as yeah. anything. You saw it. I mean, those two guys yeah. were crying all over each other on that podcast, relishing yeah. and what a special thing that had been for their family. And so I just think after all of that, who wouldn't be ready to collapse and be done with whatever they're doing? So the offseason program, the OTA, start in April. But players start before that. Like I started basically in February to start to work and get ready to the next year. And everybody's different. So, and I would imagine Jason is one of those guys that puts in his his work. So I would imagine for him, it's probably coming up soon when his regiment says, I have to start working again. But you're right. Don't take, for the first few weeks to a month after the season's over, don't believe a word anybody says, you know, because it, it, the, the immediacy of after a season is so tough. You got to give it a little bit of time. It's uh, but by, by the way, I mean it, that line too with him and Lane Johnson. I mean Lane's probably another guy who's gonna yeah. wear a gold jacket at some point too. Has been, yep. you know, because you always think of that standard. Were you ever the best at your position at any point in the NFL? And I think both of these guys can lay claim to multiple years where yep. they've been considered the best center, the best tackle, the best right tackle in the NFL at any given time. And I, I always forget Lane's my age, like. And guys my age now are finishing up long, fruitful careers if they're retiring at this point. But, uh, yeah, it's it's insane to think about for that group that, you know, they're the best. They've got a bunch of young guys there, too. Landon Dickerson's an early guy. Right. Um, um, Isaac Suamal, I don't know what year my, he is at guard. Jordan Mailata's younger. Mailata tackle. Yeah, the, the, the rugby um, player. He's unbelievable. Plus, but but like I said, you never know. Tony Baselli was the best left tackle in the game for a number of years, and how long it took him to get into the uh, into the Hall of Fame idiot. was a joke. It's a joke. Idiotic. Yeah, complete joke. So you just don't know with writers, especially at the offensive line position, because they're clueless about that position. True. I know. Thankfully, they didn't mess up Joe Thomas. That one was a pretty yeah. easy one. For yeah, that, that would have that would have yes. Yeah. People would have had to lose their uh, their right to vote if they screwed that one up. Exactly. Um, speaking, guys, of first bout before we get everyone out here uh, out of here with uh, the usual end to this podcast here of some would you rather's um, first ballot Hall of Fame shot back from Giselle. Do you guys see yeah. her out here? Thirst trapping oh, yeah. on Instagram, letting everybody uh -huh. know Tom ain't the only one slinging underwear picks out here anymore. Uh -uh. Giselle, multiple time mom out here just abbing all over Instagram. You love to she, see it. Go off. She, yep, she beat him by a mile. By a mile. I mean, they're around the you, same age, right? Uh, I'm that's not a sure good how old Giselle is. I think so. She's definitely, she's like over 40. I would try and Wikipedia her age right now, but I can't spell her name or not the top. Giselle, head, so. Giselle's 42 years old. So, yeah, she's okay. a little bit younger than Tom. Okay. What, I'll, what I'll say is they both look incredible. Like, oh, they, Tom yeah. looked the best that he has ever, like, we've seen his body publicly in that picture. Right. But, yeah, they both look incredible. Sydney, she does jujitsu, doesn't she? Like she like does men? do jujitsu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, listen, he looks better than he did in his 20s. Well, now, she's been a super mom. She, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's been a supermodel for years, so I'm sure she looked pretty damn good in her 20s as well. Uh -huh. so. She did, but they Man. had a side-by-side -side picture of her online in her 20s in a similar outfit, and now she looks better now. Yeah, And she she's birthed better. kids since then. Yes. So. Yeah. I mean, salute her. Wow. Yeah. By, the, by the way, when, yeah. when you're from Brazil and you do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, is it then just jiu-jitsu? Yeah. It's just <laughs> Probably, like in... in right? It's just like in France, they just eat fries. Yeah. <laughs> Can we be done? Fritz. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, God. Do you have a would you rather? <laughs> let's, let's end this. I've All right. about had it. Oh. I got a couple. Would you rather have a completely automated home or a self-driving car? Automated home. Automated what home. You, what do you mean automated home? Like does the dishes? Does everything for you? Does your laundry? Oh yeah, I don't. I like driving. I like driving. Yeah, I Hell like yeah. driving. Yeah. Mikey A. I don't even think it's a question. It's the automated home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, the uh, self-driving car terrifies me. That just feels like too. it's waiting for somebody to hack that and run me off the highway. I know. Yeah. I, I just so fearful of, of that. I, I agree. Wasn't there a video not long ago of a woman yes. behind the wheel of Fell a Tesla asleep? asleep. Yep. Yeah. Guy followed her for like 10 miles. Trying to wake her trying up. Trying to yeah. wake her up. Jesus. All right. 
Yeah. Would you rather travel the world for a year, all expenses paid, or have $40,000 to spend on whatever you want? Traveling the oh, world travel for a year. Oh, travel the world. Yeah, that's, I that feel like the, I feel like money-wise, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't yeah. line up. Yeah. I feel like- I would you miss like, a comma? I feel like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Am I bringing my kids? <laughs> no, you get no. to go without your kids. Then I'm going to travel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if you had to bring your kids? 40 grand. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably take the 40 grand. <laughs> Less of a half. All right, figure, last one. I could figure something out. Would you rather be the hero that saved the girl or the villain that took over the world? <sighs> Would you rather be the hero that hero saved that the saved world? The no, save hero that saved the girl, a girl, or the villain that took over the world. I think the hero. Yeah, I'd rather be the hero. Being yeah. being a villain's hard work, man. You gotta yeah. you gotta do a lot of masterminding, and then People once you are get coming there, you're you. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't think, have that think, much energy. Think of the power you have if you took over the world. Yeah, so but you you're not be a villain? fucking person. You're saying, yeah. How about you be via villain, take over the world, and then turn to a good person? Well, that's You're not how that bad. works. Yeah. Like, this is a reach, Dad. This is a yeah. reach. All right. See, I'm going to go the other way. I'd rather be the villain. I think I could whip most of you people into shape. <laughs> if I rule the world, I think I could get some things in line. That's fair. Uh, you, you've, got the, you've got the plan that will fix all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <That's> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the thing. If you're going to be the villain that overtakes the world, you've got to believe in your heart like Thanos did that, no, I have the right answer to make things better. And I am the only one with the strength to get can things do it. done. Yeah. 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 Like, Dad, you've been watching The Boys. Like, that's the homeland. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Like, yeah, you people right. should be thanking Christ that I am here to save you. Has yeah. to be the yeah. attitude that you have. And, and he's such an asshole. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's very true. All right. I'm done. All right. We're done. Oh. There we go. Well, uh, thank you to everyone who showed up yeah. in the chat. Bobby C., oh, yeah, Weston nice. Dudley, Nate M., yeah. Aaron Thacker, Stephanie Willis. Uh, all C. of you guys for checking yeah. this out live. Uh, you can check out the Sorry in Advance <laughs> YouTube page and uh, subscribe there. Uh, check tell out these friends. videos there. Yeah, go ahead and tell some friends. Hit some the friends. thumbs up button a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. uh, you can download, subscribe, rate, and review Sorry in Advance wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating leave us a review, do all that fun stuff. And mom, what's the Twitter handle? Our Twitter, Twitter, ugh. Twitter handle is S I A underscore podcast. S I A underscore podcast. Next time you're all out at a restaurant and if you're a, a beer local. drinker, order a local or have one, pick one out for you that they like. So at SIA underscore podcast, podcast, the next time you are out yes. at dinner, take a picture of you or your parent with a local beer. Yes, and let do us that. I'll literally goes. take a picture of that on Friday and I'll tweet it to the. Yes, yes. Oh, we going out to dinner again? Dinner and a movie. We're yeah. going to see Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah, we're going to go see Cocaine Bear. Full <laughs> Cocaine Bear review coming up yeah. next time. Thanks so much. And as always, we're sorry in advance. I'm not. <laughs>